Hi, and welcome back to HFC. This week we're focusing on a verse from John. The verse that we're focusing on is John chapter 16. The verse that, the verse that we're focusing on is John chapter 16, verse 12 through 15. It says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. I feel like so many times I ask myself, why can't I hear God speak? Where are his words? Like, why can't I have conversations like I desire with God? And I came upon this verse, and keep in mind that this isn't like a spirit that we aren't aware of. Um, After reading through the Bible, um, John 14, verse 17, um, mentions that after reading through the Bible, if you take a look at John 14, uh, that chapter when it's talking about how when Jesus dies, that God is going to send forth an advocate. Um, This advocate is the Holy Spirit, and one of the names of the Holy Spirit, or the other names that Jesus gives him, is the Spirit of Truth. And so it isn't necessarily a different spirit or something that we haven't already talked about. This is the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that that, Jesus mentioned would come after he was uh, sacrificed. But one of the things that I was wondering is, or that came to mind, was that God does everything intentionally. There isn't ever something where he's just like, oh, I'm just going to say this just to say it. From the very beginning, his words were intentional. They had power, and he didn't say something unless he meant it. When he said, let there be light, there was light. What he spoke, he meant, and his words have power. They mean something, and they have substance behind them. And so, the thought that came to me is, well, if the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Truth, why call him the Holy Spirit and not just, sorry, why call him the Spirit of Truth and not just call and refer to him constantly as the Holy Spirit? And the thing I think that I realized was the reason he's called Spirit of Truth and the reason he's called so many different names um, is because, once again, there's that weird habit of assuming that the Holy Spirit is just to give you that presence of God, is just to give you insight. But I think what's powerful is that in this verse, there's something different. It doesn't just mention, you know, oh yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to be with you and you're going to understand. Or so I've always heard people say that you're going to understand what God means. And st- when the Holy Spirit is with you, you're just going to understand the word and stuff. But it almost in a detailed way explains how this happens. It says, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, and this is Jesus talking, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And so, this verse paints what, or this verse describes and paints in detail what it means to be, or to have the Spirit of Truth, which is the Holy Spirit within you, that he shares what God speaks with you, that he declares, as it says, it over you, declares it to you, and. I think this is why when we talk about baptism, it's mentioned that not only is it important to be baptized with water, but to be baptized in the Spirit, to have that spiritual encounter, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have that moment where you're 
when you receive the Holy Spirit because of this important aspect of what the Holy Spirit does for you. He is the one that gives you insight and wisdom. Not only is it just like a translator or something, but he's the Holy Spirit is hearing what God has for you, hearing what God is saying. And, and as it says, whatever he hears, he will speak. And so in this way, this is how God communicates with us. And so I'm always asking myself like, oh God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. But this verse explicitly states, how do we receive or how do we have God speak to us? By receiving the spirit of truth, by having the spirit of truth in our life. Anyway, I know this was a really short message. I honestly forgot it was Tuesday today. This week has been off because of Memorial Day and with it being the last week of school for me. And I think a lot of kind of anxiety and nervousness is trying to come over me because I have the summer coming up and I've always really struggled when I have lots of free time. The verse, or I don't even, I know it's a verse, but I don't know what verse um, it is. I just know it's something that I was always told as a kid. Um, And that was that idleness begets evilness because when we're idle and we're not doing something, um, it allows, you know, doors to be open because our mind wanders and because our mind is fleshly and is always going to gravitate towards fleshly things that if we're not focusing on God, then we're focusing on not God. And so I find myself being really nervous about this summer and I'm trying not to be. I am. I'm remembering my verses, and I'm kind of just saying this because I don't really know who listens to this. Um, I don't know if you guys are kids or if you are adults or whatever. I feel like if I'm going to have a lot of free time, and this is the part that's kind of hurting me, um, because I I really enjoy my time. I like being able to do whatever I want, and it it hurts me. It hurts me to do this, but it's like I need to make time for God. I need to. I have free time. I know I very rarely have this amount of free time, so. I um, I was like, you know what? If the idleness is making me nervous and giving me anxiety because I'm worried, then I'm going to tackle it head on by saying, okay, well, if I'm so worried about having so much free time, I'm going to make sure that I don't have that much free time or that in the sense of that if there is lots of free time that I'm also putting in instances where I have to be accountable and some of that free time goes to God. I'm not going to just, oh, well, I have free time and I'm just going to leave it, leave God where he's at and do my regular, you know, routine of read the Bible and my regular weekly routine of do the podcast and just, you know, I don't know if I'm I'm saying that right, but only making the same amount of time as I had previously when I would, and I'm probably very highly, it's probably very likely that I would, um, give a lot more time to things like I that I would enjoy otherwise, like playing video games and spending more time on me than spending more time on God. And so I guess in a way, what I'm trying to say is with some of us that may find ourselves with free time, whether, you know, this is a, a time where you have the summer off like I do because you're a teacher or a tutor or something, or, you know, you're having a, a big week of break or something, or you're going to take a mental, some mental health time or something that you have to remember to make time for God and, it's difficult. But I reached out and I contacted um, my pastor. And honestly, <laughs> it was a mess because the way I contacted him was kind of a mess because I was like, well, like, I want to be. I basically said what I told you guys that I'm worried about having the free time. But then I'm like, but like, never mind. I don't, I don't want to be 
completely overwhelmed with things to do. Like, I don't want to be all in the church the entire summer. And, I, and I'm like, well, who's speaking that? Like, we're supposed to be living for God and spending time with God and having a relationship with God. And here I am saying, oh no, like that's too much time. Um, but how can we ever spend too much time with a God who loves us as much as our God does? And so um, I guess what I'm just trying to say, and it's not even related to the verse, it's just kind of like my feelings of where I'm at right now. Um, just be very mindful of how you're spending your free time um, because idleness does open doors. So if you're not hot, then you're cold, you're lukewarm and the Lord will spit you out. And I think it's important to, you know, divide that time evenly to make a balance, not to over heavily inundate your life with, you know, fleshly things, worldly desires. Like you want to go watch a superhero movie or something like Superman. Fine. But also make sure that it's not like every Saturday you're going to go watch a movie and go do this. Um, but you're never making time for God. Or like in my case, I was working after schools and my first thought is, oh, yay, I get to go home early and play video games and, and um, maybe go exercise. And, and was like, where is the time for God there? Where is the reading of the Bible and stuff? And I've actually been making a journey through John, which is why this uh, verse came from John. And it's been really eye-opening just kind of reading through it. And I'm like, it's not that a whole bunch of, and that's kind of why this episode was short as well. It's not like a whole bunch of like super like, wow, things were revealed to me, but it was like, wow, that was, that's so cool. It's like a little whole bunch of little fun facts. And in a way it's like, I'm enjoying the smaller things more than the bigger things because I have the Holy Spirit, like kind of just guiding me through like, Hey, did you catch that? Like almost like we're reading a book together and he's just like, Hey, did you catch that? That's kind of funny. Like doubting Thomas. Like I've always heard people say doubting Thomas got the name because he said, I'm only going to believe it if I can put my finger through the holes in Jesus's um, hands. But there's actually a part in John where basically Jesus is like, we have to go back to Judea because you know Lazarus is is dying slash dead and all the disciples are like but Jesus isn't that where they were just trying to stone you and he's like yes but it is not my time um so they won't be able to kill me and so then like Jesus makes up his mind he says we're going like let's get prepared and and I don't remember the exact words I could look it up but maybe I want you guys to look that up keep it interesting like that but thomas is basically he's kind of sassy he's like well let us go that we may die too like it was <laughs> it was just this neat little reminder that for all the time we've spent hearing about these apostles and the or the disciples that um they were human like they had their moments like there's they're like me and they're like you they have their sassy moments they get through things with humor um and sarcasm and they were sarcastic with jesus they were sassy with jesus and jesus still loved them um and yes even doubting thomas you know was fine jesus mentioned that the only one that wasn't fine was judas and that was because judas allowed his love for money to overpower his love for Jesus. But it's just, it's it's kind of why I like this verse because having, I've been asking like, Lord, give me your spirit of truth. And I, I know it's the same thing because John 14 says, 
Spirit of Truth, and then mentions that the same advocate is named the Holy Spirit. But I specifically asked for the Spirit of Truth because I want to have that kind of relationship where I can read and feel like I have a buddy, like, oh, did you catch that? Or like, I'm having my own little um, book talk with with like a group, like a book club or something. And it's just, it's just really cute. Um, so I just pray that you guys pray about that, to have that. And, and I don't know, like, I've only been doing John, but I suggest you read John. John is like the, the book of John is just so interesting. I've been reading through so late and I'm like, a lot of realizations have been coming to me as I've been praying like consistently, like, Lord, give me the spirit of truth um, that I might hear your word, that I might hear what you're saying to me. And it's like the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit is like, we have a, I know everybody says we have a phone line, but not if you don't have this Holy Spirit. And it's like, I'm on the phone and we're reading the book at the same time. And God's like, did you catch that? Like, see, you're not the only one who struggles with that. Or did you catch that? See, like, not everybody was perfect. Or did you catch that? See, like, um, Jesus got frustrated too. Or did you catch that? See, Jesus um, went out and did that too. And it's just, it's just a whole bunch of, it, it feels like you're making connections. It feels more real. Because it feels like someone, in this case the Holy Spirit, is kind of just having a conversation with you. And it's it's weird. It's eye-opening. And I, I almost kind of want to just like write down all the notes that I have of John and just do an episode on just all, <laughs> all the cute little things that I found. And I say cute, but they're not like cute. But it's just like, they were funny to me slash eye-opening. It was like, oh wow, that's crazy. Or that's a cool realization. But they're not long enough to do like a whole episode on, but they're they're cool where I was like, wow, that's, wow, that's awesome. Um, anyway, as always, let's go ahead and end with a prayer. Dear God, I feel like you've given us so many different tools, so many different things to contact you, to speak to you, to have a successful life. And it's through this verse that we realize, Lord, that you've given us a direct line. And we've never understood how to have the direct line. We're always praying, Lord, hear me, Lord, hear me, Lord, hear me. And in this verse, you say, here is how you hear from me, to have that Holy Spirit. And specifically, Lord, we pray that we receive the spirit of truth, that aspect of the Holy Spirit. I desire to have that direct line to you, to hear what you say through this spirit. So many times, Lord, we, we, we say, we pray like, God, why can't I hear you? And here it is, Lord, you're giving us this verse saying, this is how you hear me. This is how you receive. So I pray that over us, Lord. Not the Holy Spirit in the sense of, oh, I'm shaking. Oh, I'm falling over. But the Holy Spirit in the sense of, wow, there's a, there's a real connection here. It's not like I'm being overpowered by something and I'm, I'm shaking and I'm speaking in tongues and I'm doing all this crazy stuff, which that's all fine and good, Lord. But it's like, for once, uh, we realize how to have a connection with you. And I pray that over us, Lord, and I pray that over myself too, to keep that connection strong, to allow us to receive in, in ways that we're not used to, not in the sense of, Oh yeah, that was powerful, and I'm and miracles are being done here, and miracles are being done there. We know that's powerful, Lord, but in the sense of feeling like we're sitting in a room with you, having a conversation, because you are more than just a God. You are more than just a Father. You are a friend. You are someone we can contact and commune with, and and just speak to, and rely on, and spend quality time with. 
that this Holy Spirit is so much more than than feeling a good feeling and and feeling shaky and feeling led to speak or say something or sing something, that it's the foundation of having a good relationship with you, of having a meaningful friendship with you, Lord. And I thank you for providing it for us because where would we be if we weren't able to receive your knowledge and your wisdom in these ways? And it's like every question we've ever had, Lord, every question I've ever had, you're revealing time and time again, here's how you get it, here's how you do that. You've laid out this recipe, this instruction manual on how to have a successful life. And for once, it's like it's clicking in my mind, and I thank you for that guidance. Lord, I pray that you give us a desire to read your word, and not just to read your word for words, but to read it almost as if we're doing a book club, where we're speaking to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, and we're realizing things and just having not maybe big realizations, big big realizations are fine, Lord, but having the small realizations, understanding the Bible from more than just words in a book, but understanding them to be a living word, almost like we're having a relationship with you, almost like through reading this, we get to know you, like these are how you're answering our questions of who you are and what you are, because it is, because In John, it also says, in the beginning, the word was good. The word was with God and the word was God, Lord. And so I believe, Lord, that this is you. And I thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to give us insight to the word, but also giving us the Holy Spirit to have a direct conversation with you. Lord, before we go, I pray forgiveness for our sins, Lord, that you just continue to help us push through the sinner nature that we have, Lord, and to desire a relationship with you and to respect you in our relationship. I pray that you give us forgiveness, mercy, grace, and that you lead us from temptation. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Hi, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of HFC. Um, I just pray that all of you guys have been doing well and summer's coming up, you know, lots of vacations and stuff like that lots of breaks that everybody's going to be taking just remember like it's important to not only spend time with your family but also to spend time with god it's a relationship not a religion have a god bless week thank you for listening bye